0: Welcome into tonight as it is game week in high school football in the state of Mississippi. And we continue our trend of late and we will hear from four coaches tonight. And we're going to call them kind of previews because that's right. what they are. But four interviews, Jeff, from uh, four really good guys. And we're going to have uh, fun during those interviews. We hope you enjoy them as much as we did recording them with these four guys.
1: Yeah, Clay, this is Season 4, Episode 3 of the podcast. And as you mentioned, just kind of picking up where we left off, we've had some previews of uh, Perver Central, Picayune, uh Poplarville. We had Hancock. We did uh, some, you know – just trying to get all the local schools around uh, to get involved here to give a little preview of their season. Tonight on uh, broadcast, four great interviews. Uh, getting ready for game week, as you mentioned. Friday night starts at all. Uh, lead, uh, batting leadoff uh, tonight. They'll use a baseball term with your baby Braves over there. So, uh, Larry Dolan, the Iberville Warriors head coach. Uh, First-year head coach, Larry Dolan at D'Iberville, not a first-year head coach overall, but just his first year at D'Iberville. So uh, head coach Larry Dolan will lead all for us. And then no stranger to the podcast, head coach Seth Smith from the East Central Hornets. Uh, down there we've had a privilege of calling many uh, some great games between Popperville and East Central. So uh, coach Seth Smith's going to join us. And then uh, to kind of give an emphasis on this coming up Friday, Clay, we're going to have head coach Todd Breeland from the Laurel Golden Golden Tornadoes. Uh, He'll give some good insight to his ball club, and then the team that he's going to face and and batting cleanup tonight will be head coach Jay Beach from the Popperville Hornets as the Popperville Hornets and the Laurel Golden Tornadoes will meet right up there in the Hornets' nest.
0: Yeah, that's going to be fun, Jeff. That's, to me, one of the premier games in South Mississippi or in the state, really, when you look at what Laurel's been able to do under Coach Breland's leadership and certainly what... Popperville has been able to do under Coach Beach's leadership. There are a lot of South State titles between a 4A program and Popperville. And Laurel, and that's going to be a fun, fun atmosphere in Popperville on Friday night.
1: Jeff, you know who's calling that ball game? Yep, I think it's going to be uh, me, you, and Jason Baker. How can they find it? <laughs> they can find it uh, by downloading the Mitz LR app, uh, one word, Mitz LR, on your smartphone device, Android or Apple. Uh, go to the store, download the app, search Talking Ball, y'all, lo- all lowercase, all one word. When you search that, You'll see the Popperville Hornet logo right there. Click on it, it'll, and it'll be live broadcast. We go on there at 630 for the Diamond Productions pregame show. So, And then they can also go to our website if they want. If they're sitting at home on a computer, go to talkingball.net. Scroll down. You'll see Popperville football. There'll be a picture of the Popperville Hornet logo. Click on it, and it will direct you straight to Mixlr. Uh, So there's several ways. It's all free, several ways to listen. So uh, tune in Friday night at 6.30.
0: Absolutely. They can also go out to Twitter. I'll put a link there on Talking Ball's uh, Twitter account. Uh, You can go to Facebook, the Talking Ball Facebook page. We'll have a link there or you can climb up close to us in the nest <laughs> right by the press box. Either way, find it, and we're going to have a lot of fun Friday night.
1: Yep. Well, what we're going to do, Clay, is we're going to hear uh, from, a, from some of our sponsors. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and when we come back, you'll hear from Head Coach Larry Dolan from the Diabloville Warriors.
0: Whether you've hit a home run or a foul ball, for all your real estate law and closing needs, call Cruz Law at one That number again is one Call Bill Cruz at Cruz Law. Coach, now at uh, the Ivorville, just talk to us, if you would, Coach Dolan, about your year last year. We know that you've won a state title as a high school head coach there at Forest County, and came awfully close to adding to that total as a defensive coordinator with Oak Grove. Before we get into the Iverville and what you're doing currently, let's take a look back at the special year that Oak Grove had last year.
2: Yeah, it really was special, and and things worked out. You know, I guess the good Lord had a plan for me, and uh, I was planning on retiring again, and something came open at Oak Grove, and they invited me up there to Get on the defensive side of the ball, and and it had been since I started coaching. I guess it was ninety, ninety two, ninety three. Since I was kind of the defensive coordinator at Forest County as an assistant coach, and uh, and I'd always worked on defense over all the years with all my defensive coordinators. But it's been a while since I did it kind of by myself, and uh, so I got back in the books. I mean, there's so much, so much different, you know, things going on that we see nowadays. So. Uh, it was it was a fun time. You know, I, I worked part-time. I was half-time out there at Oak Grove, and I was able to be a full-time football coach and defense coordinator and had a great staff. And It was just a, a special season. And, and I can tell you, and you guys have been around ball a good bit, it didn't take long when I got up there. There was some great talent, but there was also some great kids. I mean, it was – care. I mean, our best kids at Oak Grove were the best academic students at the school as well and it made it for a very special season and and i was a defense coordinator and we got to play for a state championship but i didn't make one play you know we had we had 11 guys on defense that they were good and they would have done good no matter who was there uh you know it was just a it was really a fun year and got to be with coach callsy and uh you know felt like they they took me in and made me a big part of that and you know, and, and at the end of it, I just kind of, you know, I was excited to be there and had a fun time. But, uh, you know, I kind of missed being the head coach, just to be honest with you. You know, and my wife says I can't stand not being in charge. So, <laughs> uh, you know, so we had a great season and I was ready to come back. And then the, the Auburville thing came open and I said, you know, that, that's one job I always had my eye on during my years at Forest County. And I thought these kids at the Alverville have always kind of been like a Forest County. There's a great tradition, Great fan base. I mean, it's it's kind of a football community, and and uh, and that was it was it took a special situation for me to leave this ground know, because I kind of had it made, and uh, so uh, this thing came in and I applied for it, and it just worked out, and and uh, I'm I'm excited to be here, kind of rejuvenated a little bit for, for a year of being retired. So uh, hey, we're just getting into it. It, it may be a, a tough road to hoe, but we uh, uh we gonna we gonna do the best we can over here.
0: Coach, it's interesting to me when I saw that you had uh, taken that job. I remember back, of course, we have a relationship. We were able to cover your Blue Devils for a year of radio there. And I remember uh, it was an away game down at Pascagoula, and we were kind of uh, just chewing the fat before a uh, career and Pascagoula. And we were rooking around at that stadium there, and we just kind of uh, were reminiscing on some Coast history. And you – you really love the game when it comes to to some of that and so when I saw your quotes of be being drawn uh, to this job some of that goes into it some of the uh, old big eight and stuff like that down on the coast and a job like this
2: comes open no doubt no doubt and uh, you know and I, I played football at Gulfport Central back in you know a long time ago seventh eighth and ninth grade and and just getting to travel as a junior high player to all these old stadiums, you know, and, and a lot of them haven't changed a whole lot. On Milner Stadium at Gulfport and, you know, over there, at that, we're not playing at Moss Point this year, but then at Pascagoula, and, you know, some of the PPN stadiums still the same. And, you know, so I, I was in some of those places, you know, in 1979, mm-hmm. and then now I get to come back and coach. And, you know, there's so much history down here on the coast, and there's been some people that took some shots at the at coast football and, or maybe it's not as tough as it is up north, but there's a lot of tradition down here, and it, and it means a lot to these people on the coast. And you know, and I've I, you know, I was at Forest County. That's only 60 minutes from the coast. You know, so I've, I've been uh, you know, a coast kid myself, and uh, you know, I just I just love the, the tradition and, and the names, and and that was one thing. Some people kind of you know, those folks that tried to talk me out of coming to the and and they said, oh, you know, they're 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 reminiscing over their state championship of 2002. And I said, "That's what you want to do. Uh-huh. You want to remember those great teams, and you want you want to, I'm lucky that I got three assistant coaches that played on the last state championship mm-hmm. team here at Diabloville. and I think that that means a lot to the, these kids and to have those guys that can give the real life stories that they were players here, and you know, and, and following Coach Singleton down here and the, the legend that he had, and you know, you got so many coaches that you know David Russell that was mm-hmm. in here and several other coaches that." You know, just kind of legendary names down here and and just to just be a part i want you know i would have come and taken a job down here had they had they been doing poorly or good it doesn't matter it's just the the place you know and Mm -hmm. and we'll do the best we can and you know we've got a bunch of kids to replace they had a really good team last year and and i didn't perform as well as they they probably wanted to but they had five offensive linemen as big as bad as you've ever seen and uh, they're all gone. You know, we have, I think we got nine new starters on offense and about seven or eight new starters on defense. And they're not necessarily young, but they're juniors and seniors that did, just didn't get to play a lot last year. So, you know, it, I'm excited about it. You know, I'm, I'm back full time. I came out of retirement to take this job and everybody's been nice, but you know, I'm, I'm, I've been around a little bit too. We on a honeymoon <laughs> right now, you know, so I know how that, that can end in a hurry, but you know, as long as the kids play hard and we get better and better every week, uh, then, you know, that's all. And, you know, and it's going to be a tough schedule. I yeah. mean, you, you're looking at who we play first. Jeff Davis County with whatever, six or seven state championships <laughs> in the last 10 years, and then turn around and play Tick then turn around and play Popperville. Yeah. The first three teams we play could be playing in, at Southern Miss for, in December. Yeah. You know, so uh, so anyway, and we got to, you know, but it's, it's exciting. You know, we we probably won't play anybody any faster than Jeff Davis County. We probably won't play anybody any more physical than Picky. We probably won't play anybody that executes offensively better than, than Papa. So we're going to get tested early, and if we can just come out of that storm getting better, then I'll feel good about our chances in our region.
0: Coach, talk to us about the, uh, Wally, uh, the Wally kids and, and what you've seen from them so far in your time there.
2: Oh, that, you know they're special athletes, and and they would fit in right with that statement that I said about Oak Grove's kids when I got there. Those two guys right there, and i not the only ones, but those two guys right there, uh, they are special character kids and uh, great players, no doubt. You know, some of the best players I've ever coached, and uh, but they just such good kids, good character kids. Their parents who raised them right, and. uh. You know, it's exciting to get to coach some guys like that. And, you know, and I'd heard all about Jaden, you know, and how good he was. And I'd seen him on film a little bit last year. We thought we might play them in the playoffs, so we had gotten some DeAuberville film. And he's a phenomenal athlete, no doubt a quarterback. But his brother is the one that surprised me. You know, uh, Justin has – he he may be the best, and I had some good corners at Oak Grove last year. But he may be the best corner I've ever coached, wow. and uh, he is he is something special. So uh, you know we're going to use him on offense as well. But they're they're good kids, and uh, we just got to grow. You know we just got to grow up together and, and uh, kind of get things going. And hey, we may take some take some punches there early, and hopefully we can kind of stay together and, and bounce back. So. Once again, we're
1: visiting with the Aberville Warriors head coach, uh, Coach Larry Dolan. And, uh, Coach, you you mentioned a little bit ago talking about the district. If you can come out these first three games, you'll feel better going into the region or going into the district play. You come from Oak Grove up there with the district of Pedal and Brandon and then Sitsay schools, we call them. Uh, not coast teams you know the coast teams are down south but now you transition to the Iberville with the coast sits a Biloxi Gulfport St. Martin Ocean Springs the big what what can you tell us a little bit about playing the teams with pedal and Brandon and all that with from Oak Grove versus coming down here with these sit both both uh, powerhouse sits uh, a region so to speak from the coast to the pine belt area yeah you know, uh, you ask
2: me in three months, and I'll give you a real good answer. <laughs> right now, I'll, I'll kind of speculate on what I've seen, and, and there's no doubt that, that that league, you know, that league up there is performing better than we are as mm-hmm. far as when we get all into to the playoffs. And nobody, everybody knows that, and that's no secret. But there's still some good football. And I tell you, just watching film and being a part of Oak Grove last year and playing some of those schools – it just seems like there's a little more depth at, at some of the schools, like Oak Grove. They're sitting up there, dressing out ninety-eight players right now, you Man. know, and hmm. uh, you know, so and, and that, that they're not much different than Peddle or Brandon or Pearl or Northwest Rankin or all those other schools. And and down here, you know, I don't know that our all of our numbers are that. But, you know, we're we're mid-seventies right now, and uh, so it, that the depth is an issue. And there's for whatever reason, there's just a few more athletes uh, at some of the schools in that region up there that I saw personally, uh, that I haven't got to see down here yet, you know? And, uh, like I said, when I go through it and I get to see them on the hoof and, uh, you know, but football is football. It's Mm going to be a competitive deal. And, uh, you know, all of us on the coast, we, we want to perform better. I'm tired Mm -hmm. of hearing that about the, the, you know, I I, I took that personal when I first got hired, I Mm -hmm. told our kids that, Hey, there's there's a good chance the way my luck works out, if we can if we can make the playoffs, we're probably gonna match up with Oak Grove knowing the way my luck works out. So, you know, and I said they're a good football team and they will be fired up, ready to kick my tail. So y'all <laughs> better get ready. But uh and another thing that, that the Obervilles had a bad tradition um, over the last several times they got in the playoffs was matching up with Tuttle. You can't kinda you can't get past Tuttle. So and Marcus and them do a great job up there and, you know, it, it would be phenomenal to get a chance to make a run in the playoffs. But uh we're a long way from, from being in that top four right now. I hope we can get there by the end of the season. But uh but again, there's great coaches down here and there's great players and uh you just we just need to take care of ourselves and get better and, Uh, Hopefully, we'll get a chance to see some of those interviews. Yeah, it's hard to tell right now because that's why I've relied on my coaches a lot you know, about what what certain teams are like. Because I've never coached against Gufford, mm-hmm. I've never coached against Biloxi. I don't, I've don't never coached against Ocean Springs, you know. So, uh, there's some schools down here that I've never had a chance to coach against. And, you know, I've been to watch them play, but I've never been, you know, been out there and kind of battled against them a little bit. So, it's exciting, man. It's You know, it's kind of got me, like I said earlier. I, I'm, I'm fired up, ready to go, and, um, you know, ready for the long season. I hope it's a long season. And uh, I hope we get to play a little bit extra. But uh, we got a lot, a lot of growing to do before we get to that point.
0: Well, Coach, we, th- we hope it's a long season for you too, man. We always appreciate your time. You've always been uh, good to us as a radio crew and now as a podcast uh, crew. So thank you, Coach, for your time. And uh, we look forward to seeing you. We'll see you soon as we uh, cover Popperville football. So we'll see you in a couple weeks here.
2: Uh, sounds good. And I appreciate you guys, man. Y'all do a lot for the sport. And then there's a lot of us out here that we pulling for y'all to keep it rolling.
0: Thank you, Coach. All right, man. We'll see y'all.
2: Your family's health is our mission. At Highland Community Hospital and in partnership with Forest Health Systems, we offer a wide range of healthcare options from our internal medicine clinic to advanced surgery and emergency services from the Highland Center for Women's Health to our primary care and pediatric clinic. Our goal is quality care for you and your family through the compassionate application of advanced medicine. Highland Community Hospital, the best choice for your family. Hey
3: folks, if you need that special sweet treat for birthdays, anniversaries, or just because, stop by and see our friends at Katie Cake & Company. They are located at 109 West Canal Street in Pickian. Let Katie Cake & Company satisfy your sweet tooth. Shh, your scale will never have to know.
0: We're glad tonight to be joined by head coach over at East Central, Seth Smith. And, uh, Seth, it's always cool to visit with you, man. Thanks for taking time for Jeff and I. Man,
4: thanks for having me. I'm ready to talk football with y'all.
0: Absolutely. I love it. So, let's get right into it, brother. Um, moving up from 4A to 5A off of uh, back-to-back really outstanding years in 4A football. What's it going to be like, Seth, to make that – jump, or as a coach, does it does it matter?
4: I mean, as a coach, obviously, I apply common sense. I mean, the biggest difference will be week in and week out. The opponents you face may be a little tougher, but, you know, as a collective whole, we feel like we've played pretty good teams in the past. The difference is just playing really good teams weekly.
0: Yeah, and you've done a good job uh, preseason scheduling. Uh, so to st- speak, before you got into 4A to kind of get your guys um, ready. So, it, like you're saying there, it shouldn't be a, a big difference there, just the consistency. Let's talk about, you know, we've we've talked about moving up from 4 to 5A, now the district and, and what you'll see in and out in this tough district that y'all will move right into.
4: Yeah. I Honestly, play so from a coaching standpoint, the first thing that comes to my mind is health. You know, if, if we can stay healthy, then we can compete in the district and give ourselves a chance to hopefully win a few games. But when you play, a, a you know, teams like we'll we play week in and week out, you know, if, if uh, you know, you get a few injuries here and there and death becomes an issue, that's when you can run into a, you know, a situation you don't want to be in. So, Lord willing, we stay healthy, then we, 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 we hope, you know, each Friday we can give ourselves a chance.
0: Seth, just studying, kind of looking at max preps today, that roster size. I saw it was up over 80, so you've done a phenomenal job in your time um, building a community there and getting uh, complete buy-in, and that shows on the roster size. Kind of talk to us about uh, some guys that you have coming back and certainly some guys that you're probably going to miss. One guy that jumps right out, uh, Avery White, and his 167 tackles from a year ago.
4: Yeah, so obviously every year there's pretty much a new headline. This this year it would be moving up to 5A. A year ago it was, you know, losing Tony and Mule, some of those guys. Um, so, yeah, you know, Avery's gone. We actually lost seven guys on defense. The defense, you know, was pretty good. Pop mm-hmm. pop put it on a little bit, but prior to them, you know, we had had a little success. But, uh, you, you know, the biggest thing, and you talk about numbers and, good Lord has blessed us, obviously, since we've been here. But I think our numbers have grown because kids realize if they work hard, they'll get an opportunity to play. You know, we're not playing the same nine kids, you know, on the field the whole time. We've kind of had the luxury of, you know, specializing in positions and letting kids learn a position and try to perfect their position. So that, that kind of helps that. And with saying that, hopefully that allows us to develop kids. So you've got kids coming back like uh, Zach Jones, who's got, you know, he's a, he'll be the next D1 guy on defense. Uh, we shuffled some guys, had a kid named Trace Higginbotham who played D-line last year, moved him to linebacker. So we don't return many guys on defense, but I went through that whole spill before to say, hopefully we have done a good job of developing players. And that's kind of where we've been able to make our hay the past few years for kids who nobody knows about but have been working their tails off for two, three, four years, and
0: then when they get their shot, they make the up. So, you've talked about the defensive side. Let's look on the offensive side. You return your quarterback and then also Grant Snyder. Am I saying that right in the backfield? Uh, you
4: close. Uh, Grant Snyder, yes, sir.
0: So, let's talk about uh, what you have coming back there on offense. All
4: right. So, a quarterback, a uh, kid named Will Young, I call him Little Tebow. Uh, <laughs> He, he benches four oh five.
0: Good night. 30.
4: Yeah, I mean he, he's abnormal. I mean honestly, mm. feel like Hercules. You know, just just a you know, uh, 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 if you could draw yourself, that's what you want to look like would be him right there. I, he's just just you know a freaky kid, a great kid, but a, a freaky athlete. One thing that I've got to do is talk about him. I don't know if you watch his play. Sometimes if you don't bring a cup of coffee, you might get dozed off. We you know we like to run our. <laughs> Or four plays, but you know, a kid like him has, has made me expand my brain a little bit and find ways to use him more because you don't get to coach kids like him often. So, a lot of what we do this year will kind of revolve around him at quarterback. Brensteiner um, is back, rushed for, I don't know, 16, 1700 yards mm-hmm. last year. Uh, T. Sean McGee's back. Uh, I'm glad we okay. didn't see
0: more of him, Coach. He was kind of scary uh, the couple times, a few times he touched it against Popperville, and then he jumped off on tape. I don't know what he's like much in person, but he looked uh, he look, certainly looked apart the few times he touched it against Popperville.
4: Yeah, he was a kid who moved to us last year. Um, kind of a late bloomer for us. Took a little while to kind of get in our system, understand how we wanted to do things. But he's been fantastic. We're hoping he has a breakout year played Laurel in the spring game, and he actually had a fantastic game. So, hoping that he can kind of use that as a confidence momentum booster going into the fall.
2: But, you know, those
4: will be some of the key guys. But for us, you know, it always starts up front, and we've got all but one starter back on our whole line. So, we're hoping Mm -hmm. that our offensive line can kind of be a strong suit for us this year.
1: Once again, we're visiting with East Central uh, Hornets head football coach Seth Smith. And, Coach, this is a a two-part question First part is, you know, we're kind of seeing the end of an era with y'all moving up to 5A and won't be none of that Hornet Bowl match with Poppaville and East Central for the South State. It's almost like the Clemson, Alabama matchups over the past years. Everybody was looking forward to that. Uh, Some thoughts about facing Poppaville, but now moving up to 5A where you might not, you're not going to see Poppaville as far as in in the playoff run.
4: Yeah, I mean, honestly, you know, last year. For me, not so much, but the year before will be a game that I'll obviously i remember. You know, I'll take that with me the rest of my life. That was just—I mean, you really can't even put into words. That atmosphere. Um, so, really, honestly, a blessing to to kind of go head to head with you know Coach Beach and his guys who do things very similar to us, or maybe we do things very similar to them. Uh, so it's been fun. You know, it's been you know really from seventh grade on, we've competed against them for the past four or so years, and You know, every game is always competitive, so we'll miss that part. Uh, We won't miss the part of playing such a good team. That part we won't miss, but we will miss the, uh, you know, just everything kind of leading up to it. Wish them the best, but lucky for us, we'll get to play a lot of poppies now. So, yeah, (laughs) Yeah,
1: You're right. (laughs) You're you're right, Seth. It was a matchup, like I said, in the making every, you know, for the past couple years people were anticipating. And then my, my second question Uh, You know, right here at Picayune, where we're based out of recording the podcast, uh, some announcement was made from uh, the Picayune Maroon Tide Football Club, of course, uh, head coach Dodd Lee retiring the end of an era over here at Picayune. But uh, uh, getting a little closer to you with this, your father-in-law retiring from the head coaching job, and it's, I think, your first district game. You play Picayune for the first district from moving up to 5A. But just talk about... Uh, dodley as the heir here as his, his head coaching at Picking comes to an end but talk about what it means to your family your boys playing football but gonna have gonna have uh grandpa sitting there on friday nights watching them play when he when normally he was coaching
4: well yeah i mean you know for me lord uh i've i've, I've, I've dated his daughter been with his daughter since about i was in the incubator we've been together <laughs> a long long time so i've known him for For many, many years, he's always been great to me, almost like a father figure to me. Of course, I had the luxury of working under him for five years and working for Coach Collins, which, you know, I tell people all the time, I feel like I won the lottery as a young coach working for those guys, kind of learning and and seeing how to do things and hopefully how to be successful. But, I mean, you know, the grandkids will be happy that Poppy will be around. Um, I don't know, man. I could go on and on about this one. He just, he's been so good to me in so many ways for so long, and obviously his record speaks for itself. I mean, I think I said in the paper the other day, but I meant it. I mean, he'll absolutely be a Hall of Famer in our state as an high school football coach. So, I don't know, excited to get him closer to us, but at the same time, kind of bittersweet because as long as I've been around, that's all I've known Poppy to do is coach football.
0: Yeah, and uh, Seth, that's um – certainly going to be I don't know I guess kind of funny or will I mean will that play into that week of prep and then uh, that Friday night to go head to head to open district play
4: yeah the week leading up it will obviously it will you know it'll here's what will make it a really good headline Lord willing we have a really good non-district now we roll into that game with a poo poo non-district uh, <laughs> record and, and it ain't going to be good but if, you know We play the way we're capable and and do well, then, yeah, it could be, it could make for a really neat atmosphere, a neat game. But, man, I'm going to tell you, I hate playing family, people like Jay, close friends, who's really family. You hate that part of it. But, you know, the longer you do this, whether it's Jacob or Poppy or Ty or Jay or whoever, Feaster, Mm -hmm. you almost have to pretend like you don't know them when the game starts because if not, you can. You can start trying to think what they would think, and sometimes that can hurt you. So you almost have to pretend during the game like you don't even know who they are. That way you could call a game, whether it's on offense or defense, as if you don't know them. Cause you, 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 sometimes you can get yourself in a bind trying to think, well, I think they're fixing to do this, let's do this, and then you're way wrong. When If you played anybody else, you would just stick to what you do.
0: Seth, so well, I'll That's ask you one. Yeah, it does. It does. Uh-huh. One more question, and we know that you've got to get. Uh, you, you talk about their uh, calling a game, and just something came to mind. I know you're losing. I believe he was, was your defensive line uh, coach from a year ago, and I think he's spent a few years there with you. And Coach Fant, how will that changeover and staff maybe affect your club?
4: You know, honestly, Clay, it's been it's up to this point been seamless. Now, Coach Fant has was here four years. Me and him did ninth grade in the morning. Of course, he. Coach Varsity in, in, in the afternoon, was well, a great coach. You know, of course, we missed him, but wish him the best. And I know he'll do a great job at Van Clea. But really, we've been blessed. We hired a guy named David Chatham. You know, he's got about 16 years of coaching. His dad was a coach. His brother's a coach. So he's been around it his whole life. You know, and up to this point, now we haven't played a game yet, but up to this point, it really has been a, a fairly seamless transition. But Coach Fan will do a great job at Van Clea.
0: Seth, man, we certainly appreciate your time, and we look forward to visiting uh, with you more this season. So thank you, Seth.
4: Fellas, thank y'all. Thank y'all for letting me talk to Paul y'all. Y'all have a great night.
0: You too, brother.
1: If you're looking to insure a new house, car, or motorcycle, give Advantage Insurance Company a call at 601-749-8790 or go by and see Shauna Oder or any one of her friendly agents and let them go to work for you. Advantage Insurance is located at 4201 Highway 11 North in Picune.
0: Joining us now on the program is Laurel Tornado's head football coach, Todd Breeland. And Coach Breeland... We appreciate your time. We know it's game week, and these are precious moments. Thank you for letting us steal ten or fifteen minutes of your time tonight.
4: Oh, absolutely, man. I've been looking forward to it,
0: Coach. Speaking of looking forward to it, we've we've mentioned it. It's game week, and y'all are headed to Popperville on Friday night. How excited are you to get underway?
4: Well, you know, I think we're probably like every other team in Mississippi. We're about sick of looking at each other, <laughs> and uh, but I, you know, I'm not. Not so sure. I want to look at who we're going to look at Friday night. That's a pretty good football team. Coach Beach has obviously done a heck of a job with
0: it. Yeah, popperville has been on quite a run, Coach. That's no secret. The success that you've had at Laurel and and y'all's resume—no secret at all. Just kind of let us peek in. And how did this matchup uh, come about? Or well, as fans and as broadcasters, we're certainly delighted to get this this first week.
4: Well, I, you know, I think. When you have some sustained success, you, sometimes it's difficult to find, you know, opponents to play in. A, as close as we are, you know, Coach Beach and I talked, and we thought that it would be a, a good matchup. You know, uh, two communities who love football, and you know, we hadn't uh, we we played Popperville years ago when I was an assistant coach, but it's been a long time. And and uh, to be honest, I'm excited to play because. Uh, you know, we're, we're going to face similar teams,
3: mm-hmm.
4: the picky, picky units, the centrals, those type of guys in the playoffs, which I understand it's a different offense, but it's the mentality of the game is the same. And uh, so this matchup Friday night, it's going to pay off for us in the long run.
0: Coach, in you talk, we know certainly as we cover Popperville every Friday night what that wing tee is going to look like for our Popperville listeners and for really people around uh, the state that maybe aren't as familiar with Laurel football. Tell us what y'all are going to kind of look like coach. I mean, there are no secrets. Everybody's got a huddle account and everybody sees everybody kind of just describe yeah. to us y'all style and what, uh, what we can expect to see on Friday night. Well, we,
4: we try to play aggressive football, uh, both offensively and defensively and use what we have, you know, and, uh, year in and year out, we typically have pretty decent team speed, and and, uh, you know, blue-collar kids like to play hard-nosed football, but can run a little bit, so we try to spread the field out and use that to our advantage. But, you know, when you... I know Coach Beach is probably pulling his hair out, too, when you when you, you play that style of football and then you play the style of picky, you, I think there's a book about a tale of two cities.
0: Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh.
4: I, I read that. I read that book. I don't, I don't remember what it was about, but that was that probably an appropriate title <laughs> in this game Friday
3: night. Mm-hmm.
4: But when you're trying to run that offense, and practice is kind of frustrating. I'm sure they're experiencing the same thing. But it's uh it's totally opposite. You know, I think we do a good job, of what we do and certainly Popperville does a good
0: job of what they do. Coach, you talk about doing a good job with what y'all do. Talk to us about kind of that pipeline y'all set up out wide, that wide receiver spot, the talent that has come through there, and the talent that I hear is there now. now speak to us about your wide receiver group.
4: Well, we, we like what we have, and you know, over the years, we, we typically had long-ranging kids that can. You know, can run, and um, I, I, I wish people would pay attention to the success we have in both football and basketball, and understand it's mostly the same kids, mm-hmm. and uh, that's that's helped both programs a lot by both those those kids playing both sports. And uh, but it's it's just kids that can can go get it, man. I, I don't know. We've had some pretty good quarterbacks along the way that can get the ball to them, and and um, it's just you know you, you kind of. You you wake up one day and you look around and you got seven or eight kids out playing mm. at the collegiate level at wide receiver and you, you know you realize that you're putting a pretty good product out there.
0: Absolutely.
4: Uh, you know, the, the last few years I think we've been a little bit smoking mirrors because uh, we've had some injuries and some, some things go on. But uh, I, I think I like the kids we got this year and I think they're starting to look like what we're accustomed to having at that position.
0: Coach, talk to us about your staff. I know uh, you try. It looks like that you try to surround uh, your staff, which is kind of typical in high school football, uh, with your own. And, and I know you've added uh, an addition that's a former tornado. And just if you would kind of lay out what your coaching staff is like there.
4: Well, we had a lot of turnover this year. Uh, we had some guys get some some jobs at other schools, promotional jobs, and some guys went back home. And uh, I had to replace most. Uh, more than I ever have at one time and certainly it was stressful uh when it was just three of us in the field house at one point hmm. but uh you know we, we went out there and we searched and and of course I got Ryan Ernest to come home uh which has been a huge blessing uh coach John Brown came over from Stringer who's the head coach at that school and he's He's done a great job. Randy Kraft who's not a stranger to our area. has been in the Jackson area recently. He came on back. And, you know, you you want to surround your guys with the best possible people. Mm. Well, I held off one spot. And and two weeks ago, I hired Demarius Jones, who was the defensive line coach at Southwest for the last four years, and had just taken a job in Oklahoma. And I stole it. And (laughs) and he's a 4 they played for me in 2004. So, you know, I got three former players from, from Laurel, so now I'm coach coaching staff, and that's, that's a beautiful thing
0: to watch. Coach, when you get the success that y'all have had, and then you get some of the family ties and some of uh, the community there, kind of expect to win, uh, is that a, a blessing or a curse for a coach?
4: Uh, it may be a blessing for me this year because they, a lot more of them know those guys than they do me. Mm-hmm. So, they, they may catch some of the flag <laughs> <laughs> from the family members and stuff. But now, this, this community here is passionate, man. Mm-hmm. They are. And then, uh, they, you know, it's, it's high school football. And uh, they gonna, they going to get on us when we're not doing well. They're going to cheer us when we are. But one thing I do know this this bunch in this city has never made it personal. They just love football. And, and, and they'll have you back. And they. They uh I've said it to our team before in the past. It could be somewhere where they didn't care. Mm-hmm. And I I don't want to be there.
1: Once again, we're visiting with Laurel's Golden Tornadoes head football coach, uh, Todd Breland tonight on the podcast. And coach, last year, uh ten and four overall record, seven and oh in district play. Uh, we've talked to coaches, you know, previewing this season and and uh, to your non-district schedule. We call it the preseason schedule. Everybody's getting ready for district play. How does that set up or how does that uh, uh, get your team ready for district playing these non-district opponents? you got Poplarville, Hattiesburg, Wayne County, and Pedal before you start that district. Uh, scheduling them big teams right there close to you, of course you're coming to Pedal. How does that get a team ready uh, to face district play and then try to make that run uh, for a state championship?
4: We want to know where we are. We want to know how good we are or how bad we are, whatever state things we need to fix. And, you know, we've been in situations where we've came out of this schedule three and one, one and three. And, and the outcome, you know, at the end of the year really don't matter. Uh, I think the year we won the state championship, we were three and one. And the next year, uh, we were one and three and still played in the South State Championship. So it, it just gets us better, you know. Our division is, uh, I, I hate to say this publicly, but it's not really a secret. It's not the strongest in the world with exceptions of a few teams. And mm-hmm. You know, like I said earlier, we, you go through the season and you get a false set, so you might be pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you run into the picky union and, and, and now, of course, East Central being in 5A and the other teams from the 5A on the coast, you know, Hattiesburg's back, you know, we'll play them again. You, you know, you'll, you'll know what you are. And uh, you don't want to get a false sense of it. So these first four games, you know, we want to win. Of course, we're gonna run the scoreboard. We're gonna turn it on, and maybe we'll try to win it. But the big thing is we want to
0: be healthy and know where we are. Coach, you mentioned uh, getting ready for that district. And that district, I mean, when you look at it, you would think it's kind of you and West Jones. What's that rivalry uh, like with West Jones? And if uh, if we weren't at Popperville and we made a road trip to see that ball game, what would that atmosphere? Uh, be like but when uh, the tornadoes and west jones kind of tear into it there
4: oh man it's big you know we're only five miles apart so mm. uh we just we just zip over and they zip over to us and you know the last last couple years we've had some overtime games and you know uh we're, we're all our coaching staffs are friends the players are related to each other and they're all buddies and it's a it's a big atmosphere and, and you always when we get a quality football game when we get together, and and uh, so it's it's just uh man, it's just good South Mississippi rivalry. We we played a long time, and uh, so it's you know something we hopefully will continue forever. Coach, the Hattiesburg
0: game. Yeah, well, and that's when we look at uh, high school football on Friday nights, Coach. I meant to ask. We just got off the phone with Coach Beach. He was our interview uh, prior to you. And I was going to ask him this, and I missed it, so I'll ask you. The rule changes. I know the clock uh, rule change. Any other rule changes that uh, we need to be aware of or that are affected, y'all? And how will the clock uh, rule change affect anything or on Friday nights? Well, yeah,
4: they, they, they tweak it every year a little bit. And, of course, uh, they have an emphasis point every year. You know, one year it may be knee pads, and next year it's sideline issues and you know, this year it's a language issue. And they're going to try to control the language on the field, and that's certainly something that we need to control regardless if it's a it, you know, rule mm-hmm. or not. But, but uh, you know, we we have stressed that to our team, and, uh, you know, this is something we got to be mindful of as, as men, not just football players. But uh, You know, the 42nd clock, uh, we, we worked it a little bit already in a scrimmage with the officials, and it really didn't – I didn't see a change for us. I see the officials have to do a little more work. They got to be a little quicker.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: But for for the team, I didn't really. It, matter of fact, one of my coaches told me yesterday we need to practice with that clock. I said, guys, we did it last Saturday. They didn't even know it. <laughs>
0: so, so, no big. Uh, I mean, you get a team like Pickune or honestly like Popperville, and if it's not getting reset, and they, I mean, they can keep that thing for a long time against you getting. Uh, four or five yeah. yards at a pop so I'm anxious yeah. to see yeah. if it does have any any impact at all on the on the game but um, coach when you look at your club the last minute uh, things that you're trying to pre- prepare for how difficult it is it when you've gone through the summer or is it kind of old hat as you roll into these first games of the year
4: yeah I you know we're. If- we got some good work. I broke a record today. We were out there a long time. But uh, <laughs> just trying to make sure, you know, we got everything buttoned up and, and, and the things we need to have ready for Friday. But going into the first game, you know, I, I, football in August is generally not very good. <laughs> uh, from a standpoint, it's just, you're, you know, mm-hmm. uh you know, Coach Beach and I talked last week and they, they played in the Jamboree and obviously went over and watched that. And we don't play one. I just simply don't think we're ready to play a game, you know, but I understand why you do it. And Coach Beach and I talked about that because they're trying to do the things we tried to do at practice today. They got it done last Friday, uh, you know, to make sure everything's working right and everybody's on the right timing and all that. I just I just think football is, man, we're not ready to play. I. We're not, you know, and I know they've been conditioning and we've been conditioning, and everybody across Mississippi has kids. Just going, they're going to have a tough time Friday night if, if the humidity stays where. It's mm. deep. So, yeah, you, know, you just you got to play football. It'd be really good football at the end of September,
0: coach. And I know why they do it. I guess for safety or whatever the state has to have their rules. But do the kids get enough time before we start this and end practice?
4: Yeah, I think we do uh, because basically we're doing it all summer, okay. you know, and uh, we hardly ever stop. So I mean, we, it's it's not it's, it's not too bad. I just I just don't, just don't think you can simulate a game in practice as far as dealing with the heat, you know, because uh, you hardly ever have a kid fall out with a cramp in practice.
0: That's right. But
4: I promise you, somebody will Friday night.
0: Yeah, and I Except saw.
4: It's just a different level of intensity and in, and in, in getting getting that motor running, but I, I think you know the way we structure our, our springs and summers now uh, that these kids are they're well conditioned, man. They they're they're ready to you know you just got to build that body up through playing games.
0: You mentioned hit, heat and humidity, and I saw some of these bowl um, games. They're calling them on Friday night. The one I guess the Port City Bowl. Yeah. Uh, East Central, I believe they're kicking that thing off at 5.30, which will be pretty wow. warm at kickoff time down there. So,
4: Yeah. yeah. Look, two weeks ago I did something I had not done in 25 years, and I canceled practice. Wow. When it got the heat index was 113 up here, yeah. I said, no, we're not going out there. It's not worth it. I, I'm too old for it, and I'm not putting somebody's child at risk.
2: Mm.
4: And Most importantly, my child's father. I didn't want to go
2: out there. It was hot. Mm-hmm. And, uh,
4: well,
0: good for you, Coach. My mom's the <laughs> district nurse here at Picayune. She'd she tip her cap uh, to you in that decision. It is dangerous.
4: Yeah. Well, we, we follow a chart that I've gotten a hold of years ago, and, and uh, you know, we, we discuss with trainers. I tell you, I, I know our coaches around here, we all talk to each other. When we have having weather issues, we – we all call. I think we're just trying to sneak to see what what you're doing. You know? <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to do what you do, you know. So, uh, but I, I know when it got 113, I didn't have to call nobody. I knew
0: what I was doing. <laughs> Look, we're based in Picune, Coach, and uh, we had Coach Lawler from Hancock on last week. And, you know, we're, we're 10 minutes from career. You kind of know the landscape down here. And Coach Lawler, a football coach, he opens up with PRC this week. His first question was, hey, did y'all get rain over that way re- uh, this afternoon? I'm thinking that's pretty odd question there, Coach. He's kind of wondering if the Blue Devils were able to get their practice in, I believe. No,
4: it's not odd because right, i got got uh, my weather channel on my phone. i got Popper little on there. I want to know what they were doing.
0: So, oh, y'all are funny, man. We check each
3: other's stuff, and we know what, we know. What I, I looked at yesterday, and I said, I don't
0: know what we're supposed to get. Popperville is getting hard right now. Sir. <laughs> oh man, y'all are y'all are good, and it's fun to kind of get in the circle and see that. Uh, in most cases, in most scenarios, y'all really respect what one or do one another do, and it's a pretty good fraternity there. Oh, there's no doubt
4: about that, man. I I, I love Coach Beach to death. I don't know him very well, but I've gotten to know him over the last couple of years, but He's a nice guy, and he run, he, you don't take five minutes to watch and see what kind of program he runs. And He's one of the good guys in this business.
0: Coach, we appreciate your time, and we'll be seeing you in just a few days here as uh, y'all come to Pomperville. And we can't wait uh, for that matchup. It's really a treat across South Mississippi for you two to be tying up on that first Friday night, so we appreciate it, and we look forward to shaking your hand pregame. Absolutely, man. I look forward to it. So. Thank you, Coach. Thank
4: you guys, I'll
0: see you soon. Whether you're hungry for seafood, po'boys or salads, go see Kelly's Po'boys located in Picayune and proudly serving Pearl River County for nearly 20 years. It's a little bit of New Orleans right here in Picayune. Are you looking for a place for your whole family to belong? Come and join us at Goodyear Baptist Church. We're located at 2710 Highway 43 South, just past Memorial Gardens. We have great ministries for all ages. If you're looking for something refreshing in life, if you're looking for a hope that lasts forever,
3: if you want to experience the love of Christ, come check out GBC, Sunday Morning Growth Group at 9.45 a.m. and worship at 11. Find us online at GoodyearBaptistChurch.com. Come as you are. There's a place for you. Come grow with us.
0: We're fortunate enough tonight to be joined by head coach of Popperville, Jay Beach. And Coach Beach coming off of an outstanding year, and that seems to be a theme. I have won two of the last three South State uh, titles in 4A football. And so, Jay, thanks for joining Jeff and I tonight.
3: I appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me on.
0: Jay, when you look at uh, what y'all have been able to do over the last three years and, and really beyond that, um, it sets up a certain expectation this time of year. And as a coach, do you embrace that or does that kind of get wearing uh when you kind of go into a year and the expectations are for y'all to be playing in early December?
3: I guess we kind of embrace the expectations. It's, uh, it's, it's somewhat of an honor just for people to feel like you're going to be good and have a good team. And, uh, but it really doesn't matter at all. Uh, you know, we know inside the program that we gotta we gotta prepare hard. We gotta do little things right, and we gotta play well on Friday night. And, you know, once the balls kick off from the Friday night, you know there's no expectations, there's no ranking. all none of that matters. It's just trying to do what you need to do on Friday night, and it's fundamental <laughs> to get ready to play uh, to try to win.
0: Coach, when you look at uh, and it's kind of I guess a a follow up to that. You think enough of your club when you're scheduling. I mean, this schedule coming out is as tough a 4A schedule as I think I've ever seen. Does that kind of play into getting your guys ready and showing them exactly what you can expect to see, not only in district play, but to potentially in playoff play?
3: Yeah, we want to schedule some tough. I think uh, the better the teams you play, the better you get. Um, and so we, we want to be playing really well once we get district time, so we got some tough opponents, and uh, it'll be exciting games every week, um, and that's what you play for it, and I think it's uh, fun that you get a chance to try to play those really quality opponents early on, and then it's going to show us our weaknesses, and, and hopefully we can get a lot of those corrected during the district.
0: Coach, when you talk about you said weaknesses, I'll ask you from our, our standpoint uh, last year. Y'all had some really the injury bug. Y'all weren't free of that. Y'all were bit by it at times, but played uh, right through it. And after the loss to Picayune, really were able to dominate. With this schedule and the way I think the district's going to be improved some, where do y'all need to get better from where y'all are right now as we speak, even before we get into district play? What, what groups or what um, potential weaknesses need to improve.
3: I think we watched. Uh, after our game before, I saw on the film watched. I think you know each group from the running backs, to offensive line, quarterbacks, D line, linebackers, secondary. We all saw on the film that you know we're not where we need to be in any of those spots yet. I mean, there's a, a ton of mistakes that we can fix. I think our effort great. We're playing hard, but. but uh, as we go look, we'll, you know, we're not the same team as we were last year. Uh, so, you know, we got we got some things we need to shore up at every position, and it might take us a little while. We might not, not might not get it all fixed in the first week. It might take us a little while. But uh, I like our attitudes of our kids, and uh, I think we want to get better. And I think if we play hard, take care of little things, I think over the year, over the course of the season. That was going to be
1: pretty good at the end. Once again, we're visiting with Popoville Hornets head football coach, Jay uh, Beach. And, Coach, we're three days away from getting this 2019 campaign underway, and you were talking about things to get better at. But, uh, you know, you worked all summer and you worked all spring for this coming up Friday for the first game of the season. Tough opponent, Laurel, uh, coming into town, uh, led by their head coach, uh, Todd Breeland. Uh, coming in, talk a little bit about what Laurel is going to bring. I know you all study film uh, and, and, you know, swap film and you looked at each other. Uh, what's Laurel going to bring uh, to the Hornets' nest this Friday night? Uh, well, thing that jumps off the film to me. a superstar receiver,
3: number 11. He's uh, about 6'2", 180, Uh um, They got a cornerback. Uh, that can throw a ball really well ball. Run as well. Um, And they got uh, defense, uh, fast, physical. They they fly around the ball. And uh, they have a tradition. uh, And those guys do not want to lose any games. Their community doesn't want to lose any games. So it's going to be a battle. It's going to be a battle to try to win it.
0: Jay, when you talk about uh, battling and, and close games, Let's look at um, that offense from last year. And they didn't put you in a lot of close games. They were able to run away from a lot of people. And Coach Story in that defense, he's solid week in and week out. But describe how the wing tee, a primary rushing offense, is able to put up the points that y'all have in years past. And uh, we look for that trend to continue. You've got a talented backfield coming back. But just kind of speak, if you would, to the wing tee offense. What that offense has kind of meant uh, to your coaching career, and and the joy you out, get out of coaching that style of
3: football. Yeah, the wing tee has been around a long time, and it, uh, it stood the test of time. It's a tried and true offense, and I believe you can, do, you can have a good football team. If you run the spread. I think you have a good football team if you run the option. I believe you can have a good football team if you run the wing tee. I think. The most important thing is being a being the best at what you do, being an expert at what you do and, and whatever system you may want to run, if you do it and you you know, you try to be the best successful when we try to and we, we're a team that's what we do. We don't try to do link some weeks, spread the other weeks and you know, we're living by it has been good to us. Um and our our players and uh,
0: Jay, when you look at this offense and you've, you've described the wing T, if there was a, a tailback that maybe was just built for it, uh, I thought it was Austin Bolton. I thought, boy, they, you know, this is kind of just built perfectly for his vision. And then I watched Chase Shears and nothing take nothing away from Austin and what he was able to do uh, in his time there at Popperville. But this guy you've got back there at tailback now, he's just different and uh, his speed and strength. Um, just tell our listeners about Chase Years if they haven't seen him before.
3: Well, he, he is a really, really strong kid, uh, naturally, and, and, he's, and he's worked in the weight room, and he's one of the strongest kids I've seen. Good speed, great explosiveness, uh, and he's just a threat to, to score anytime he tests. Anytime you call three of his long head, you might be striking the band up. You mm. just don't know. but
4: at any moment
3: from anywhere on the field, he could take it the distance. Um, and he's an unselfish player, too, and that's why all of our kids have to be. Uh, we have to carry that phase. We've got to blow it for each other. It can't be a one-man show. And uh, So he's a good force in that respect. Um, and he's got some other good moments in the to the conference him just so they can't focus on him. Uh, Kazaya Daniel will be playing the ring for us, as well as Jason all those guys will start a lot, you know, every team in the district. Mm-hmm. They're good running back. So. Uh, you got K.J. Hart at receiver. Uh, you know, he had a lot of recognition. K.J. and Trey Wilson play receiver. Uh, balls, but he, is, he makes an impact every play. He's not sitting out there as a dummy. He's got a, mm-hmm. he's got a job. If he don't do a job, then he'll play it. there. And then he does get open. He needs to be able to catch the ball and, and score for us. Uh, Jackson Callahan's home in the way on the now. The we have starting on the offensive line. And uh doing a great job taking over the role of Seth Godwin last year, as it's choose to feel. But he's doing a good job for us and, and actually graded out at 100% at Wayne County. And uh, and knows his job and is doing well helping those other guys. They've got some sophomores and juniors starting with him on the offensive line. So that's kind of our whole system that our seniors and um, we got Landon Soil who's also a senior. He's a junior, actually. a junior. kind of a new guy there. And so we have some new guys, and we're going to make some mistakes early. Um. You know, we had a senior in that offensive line last year had so many starts, and it was hard hard to mess them up. It was hard to (laughs) get anything over on them. Um, This year not quite that way. We don't have that experience yet. But uh, I think we're going to get better as a on.
0: Coach, we've talked about the offensive line. Maybe the group that I'm most excited to see each and every Friday night is on the other side of the ball, and that's your defensive line. I've got high expectations uh for that group. Is that warranted, coach or I'm out in left field on that one?
3: No, uh, you're you're right on that. You're right on that. We got three starters back on the defensive line. Um Chandler Norris at D tackle. Ahmad Peter's at D tackle. Um both started last year for us and uh, Chandler uh actually started the last two years. And David Horner is also a three year starter coming back on the defensive line. And uh yeah, we got a lot of you know, we're going to put, put our eggs in their basket and hopefully they carry us on. We're going to have a job big job to, to do their jobs and dominate up front. Uh, mm-hmm. Play great technique. Keep those lines off our linebackers, which we're really going that. Owen, back a mm-hmm. Senior linebacker, two-year starter for us there, great player. And, uh, you know, our front seven should be a strength of our defense for sure.
0: Should be a lot of fun coach. We cannot wait to visit with you pregame on uh Friday night. I know the the nest will be a buzz as you've got a quality opponent and Laurel coming to town and uh for our Popperville listeners, get there early, but they already know the program on that as if you haven't visited a Popperville home game, you're missing out. That's a special special environment and we appreciate being a part of it coach and we always appreciate the access you give us to the program and the quality product you put out on the field on friday nights well,
3: i appreciate you guys having me uh one last thing i'd like to add i didn't mention the secondary i, I don't want to leave them out since i didn't mention everybody else So we got uh actually three seniors in the secondary course which we do have a lot of confidence in them uh Casey Song and Ethan Taylor will be mm. playing safety, and uh, they play some offense too. But they're going to be uh, playing safety, and uh, they're both headhunters. They both can cover man covers really well. And Trey Wilson uh, will be playing uh, corner for us. Those are our, kind of our seniors in the secondary, so we're good back there. We're going to have a good secondary. Uh, we're just hoping we we can stay injury free. We're, we're not too deep anywhere, but. Uh, if we stay injury free, get lucky, we should do that. Uh, we'll feel pretty confident.
0: Yeah, and I feel confident each and every Friday night, and that's an honest statement from a radio guy. I really have not uh, attacked a ball game where I don't feel very uh, confident. And that says a lot about the program. So, uh, thank you, Jay, and we can't wait to visit with you on Friday night, man.
3: Okay, thank you. I uh, appreciate you guys.